What's the story behind the story? We'll find out on Dropping In. Our guests are today's original thinkers, conversations that spark new ways of seeing what's going on. We bring it all to the table. Diverse perspectives, controversy, loving, and singular voices. Magically, stories reveal the common threads that link us. Experience the joys, the fist pumps, the detours, and the hard-won truths of those who blaze the trail so that we might do the same. And now, here's your host, Diane Dewey. Welcome to Dropping In, everyone. Update and refresh for 2022. What's your life's purpose? Will, will we be cocooning much longer? And what's the best way to make use of this time? And wouldn't you like to know what makes relationships work according to the stars? Ahead of Valentine's Day, we're talking today with Brian Hill, humanistic astrologer, about finding love within ourselves and in the world and making those relationships work. Welcome, Brian. Great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. Brian, I'll dive right in. It just feels like a time right now when uncertainty seems to be the prevalent world word in how people feel today in the world. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about um, a need to make meaning out of all the change, the pressing issues of, um, you know, life in the pandemic or endemic, uh, examining work, careers, and its rewards, worldly contributions, and our innermost desires. Is this, is this conversation just more important than ever now? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The, the, the basic question, even prior to all this, even prior to COVID, um, has always been, who am I and what am I doing here? And I think what the, what the pandemic did and all the changes take place <clears throat> is make that que- those two questions even more re- relevant, all right? Um, because it took us out of patterns that we had, that we were just doing it mindlessly, and they took the patterns away, they meaning the pandemic and everything else that was going on. So people got thrown back on themselves. And mm-hmm. I've had clients that have had miserable, horrible times with that. And I've had others that have prospered and really found themselves in that period of time. Um, you know, in my perspective, we are human beings, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And this pandemic uh, awakened to us, if we were open to awakening, um, to really see that we are spiritual beings and we're only on Earth temp- temporarily, you know. Um, so it, it really exacerbated the question. Absolutely. So to answer your question on the bottom line, yeah, we're, we... Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just going to say, to, to uh, answer your question, yes, it's, uh, those questions are more important than, than ever before. I think that, um, you know, when I, when I think about humanistic astrology, we've, we've had a conversation before. The first time you were with us, actually, was in 2020. And, um, you know, it, I think I, I look at it like farming. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is my very crude analogy. It's like farming. We, we want to know when's the best time to make initiations, when's the best time to sow the crops, 
when's the best time to mm-hmm. harvest? When's the best, best time to water or nurture? Are you, um, are you clued into all of this, and, and how does it work? Well, each one of us is different. We, we have our own path. Uh, we our chart that's uh, our, when I say our chart our birth chart it's birth chart is is a chart of exactly where the planets were at the moment of your birth and um, so each of our timing is a little bit different we we could even go to the point and extrapolate it that um, our timing is dependent upon the degree of the evolution of our soul we have we have young souls we have old souls. Um, but to go to a, to a very Taoist um, point of view, um, we only have the now, you know? So now is the time, and it, it will facilitate a whole lot better. Let's, let's take the, um, the, the analogy. I'm going to switch it from, from the farm uh, to surfing. You know, it's mm-hmm. always a good time to go surfing, but sometimes the waves are bigger, and you get right. better rides. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't wait for wait for things. But if I had a client um, and like I have a client uh, actually tomorrow that that um, he wants to get the whole year, um, you know, this year is bringing to him in health and health and career and love. You know, astrology cover every issue of life. It's really an amazing process that after 25 years, I am still in awe of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I want to go back to your original point, which I, I found fascinating, and I wonder if we can weave it together. You know, that some people have thrived in this uh, COVID environment. They've fallen back on their own resources, delved into themselves, and come away stronger somehow. Other people feel very much at sea without their usual patterns, devices, paradigms and sociability, much less. Um, do you attribute that then to position of their chart, what type of energies um, they have that agree with them? How do you, what's your perspective on that? What's your takeaway from that? It's, uh, that's a wonderful question. Um, again, I'm going to go back to this, is, is that, we're, we're all different. There's a difference between an extrovert and, and an introvert. And what an extrovert does, an extrovert gets his or her charge out of being out in the world. An introvert mm-hmm. doesn't. So, so we can make a general statement that, that extroverts had a more difficult time. However, there are creatures called ambiverts, like I am an ambivert. I could be out or I could be in. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. It also matters on uh, one of the things, what you said, devices. Uh, and devices is, um, it's, it's sort of like a trap, especially during the pandemic, because if they were w- watching the news, listening to the news, following, tweeting, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, we weren't being given good news every day. We were giving, we would be given the horrors. Um, and we were giving the numbers of, of cases and deaths and people don't have jobs and all we were just being pounded with that information. So for the people who, who struggled, 
um, my, my sense is that they tuned in too much. And the other mm-hmm. people had, and the other people were probably introverts anyway, but they, they, they turned away from it and said, I'm not paying attention to that. You know, it's, not, right. it's really not affecting me. You know, there, there's so many, so many factors, like um, during politics, right? There's, you got Fox News on one side, you got MSNBC on another, and then in the middle is CNN, which would go either way depending upon the, and I mean this insightfulness of the day, I-N-C-I-T-E-E, or I-N-C-T-E, mm-hmm. not insightful, like wise. How it, how it really incites us. So it's really turning back and looking at almost all of our institutions and seeing, you know, is it time for change in them and how are we going to make it? So it throws it back again on those questions of who am I and what am I doing here? How, how could I, and this is a, a basic thing, how do I survive in the midst of all this mayhem? And how do we enact changes that are so seismic as to, you know, re- dismantle or reconfigure or, you know, uh, deconstruct institutions that are not serving us well? Um, you know, because that seems also, like, insurmountable, right? I mean, especially if you start to think of yourself as, I think at, at, at best, you know, all of us feel a little bit more fragile. Um, we feel less wherewithal, if anything, um, in the sense that, okay, you know, I, as an ambivert, I do enjoy my alone time. It's, you know, enabled me to discover lots of projects to communicate with the world. Um, and, you know, and I do take news, let's just say, on my own terms, you know, filtering and trying to uh, mitigate the impact that it has on me. Um, but, you know, if we're to try to take on big tackles like what you're talking about and those big questions, is it a time then when, you know, can you make the generalization that collectively we should just be thinking about these things now, gestating these things, and that there will be a time when we can enact more than we're doing now? Hmm. Um, my, my perspective is that what I could control, I will act in, right? I will take action in. If I can't control it, um, then why am I worried about it? Why am I dealing with it? Um, it's, it's taking these institutions, if you just, you know, whatever, just what banks come from. Is that in, a, in my most simplistic way, how could I have that bank serve me? You know, and bring it back to us, the the points that we can't control. There are, uh, let's make another analogy to to food, right, to cooking meals, that we can only cook our meal. We we can't control agribusiness. We can't control big agro. All we can control is what we cook. Mm -hmm. So by, by, again, it... By, then, it, then it comes back to us, and we're and we're in control of we're we're in control of, of what we we do. If we can't control it, then I you know it's like I don't look at the news. There are things 
especially at this time of life for us. We've been through, you know, so many things. We've been through Vietnam. We've been through the 60s riots. We've been through all kinds of stuff with that. And time has passed, right? And we, we know on the other side of it that mm-hmm. everything kind of washed itself away. And that's the best thing that we could happen. When I say wash it away, it's not all gone. It's just like smoothed out a little bit, but we still are dealing with some of these issues. You know, there are great issues. Right, well, um, that right, right, we, exactly. We, so hippies became yuppies. Yeah, right. Hippies became yuppies, yeah. and some of it, the idealism went underground, only to reemerge at later points, um, maybe with equal frustration. Uh, let's, let's talk about traditional... Traditional astrology as compared to humanistic and, and contrasted a little bit. The most traditional seekers have historically wanted to know, you know, like, what will happen and how can it be avoided if it's unpleasant and, you know, what's going to happen to us. Um, so Brian Hill, an astrologer, that's a lot of responsibility, right? Like, are you expected to have all the answers and, and how do you redirect all of that need to know? Well, the humanistic astrology to, to me is dealing with the human condition, all right? It's dealing with, with the people, with each individual as I talk with them. Um, the, when people ask me what's going to happen, I truly tell them, I said, I don't go there, all right? Um, I believe that life happens through us, not to us. And what I look, when I deal with people, I look on the charts and I see, okay, the planetary movements on, the, on his or her chart is thus. How can we best utilize that time? It's like somebody's on vacation and they, they're down at the beach and they want to go to the beach. Well, if this particular day, i.e. in astrological transit, it's raining on that day, you don't force yourself to go to the beach in the rain. You say, okay, how can I make the best use of the time for me? And again, I'm going to go back to that life happens through us, not to us. And if we have the planets, I'll give you an example. The the planet Saturn's function is is testing. It wants us to grow. It's like a, a... there was a movie years ago called The Paper Chase. It was a TV show. It was a book. And these four Harvard freshman uh, law students, excuse me, had a professor by the name of Kingsley. And Professor Kingsley was absolutely feared by every Harvard law student that ever had him. And and the story is how these four law students handled Kingsley. And when they got done with their Harvard law degree, um, each of them said that Professor Kingsley, because of who he was, made them look at the law in a completely different way, which make them, will make them better lawyers than they ever could have thought about. And I look at the planet Saturn as Professor Kingsley. All right? Where I see it on charts is where our, where our course is going to be the toughest, where there's tests, where there's things we have to learn. But I, I switch like the analogy and I say, think. We're all being tested somewhere in our life. That's, that's how we grow. Some people are tested in career. Some people are tested in health. Some people are tested in, in love and re- relationships. Um, 
Some people are tested in money. We're all being tested. And I look at the testing planet Saturn as a hammer. And once we understand more about how we're being tested, all right, we could use that hammer. We could use it instead of hitting ourselves in the head with the hammer. We could use the hammer and, and start to build what we want. We could build a beautiful home. So planets are there that we're, they're mm-hmm. being influenced, and it's all it's written down that this is going to happen. It's think of a screenplay, you know, when they when they make a movie, a script of life, and that's what a birth chart is. And we can look at that mm-hmm. script of life and go, all right, this is my play. Here are my challenges. Here are my strengths. Here's where my happiness lies. Here's where my fulfillment is, etc. And we we get all this information. And I'm going to tell you, I spent 20 something years building high rise condos and office buildings, etc. This astrology chart is as practical as the blueprints I needed to build those buildings. Interesting. And I well, yeah, it's it's that it's just I've been doing it for 25 years, and I'm more in awe of it than I've ever been. Well, you've talked of it as kind of the marrow, you know, and and Saturn, you know, this is now, I feel like this is the big planet. We're all getting kind of tested, and uh, are we going to hold up here, or, you know, and our coping mechanisms are being also stretched to the limits, and now we've got new coping mechanisms, and uh, yeah, it's how you, yeah, go to the beach in the weather, and uh, I think that this is, it's, it's extremely interesting for all of us. We need to cut to a commercial break right now, but when we come back, we're going to talk with Brian Hill about the love interest, of course. Um, we're going to talk about your weekly messages, Brian, that, you know, arrive in the inbox according to sign. Very helpful. Um, and, you know, and how, how the planets impact us as we go about trying to make sense out of life. Don't go away. We'll be right back on Dropping In with Brian Hill. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. She Writes Press is an independent publishing company founded for women writers everywhere. Together with sister company Spark Press, serving men and women, it is both mission-driven and community-oriented. The aim is to serve writers who wish to maintain greater ownership and control of their projects while getting the highest quality editorial help possible, traditional distribution, and an in-house marketing and publicity team. In 2019, She Writes Press was named Indie Publisher of the Year. You can find out more on SheWritesPress.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Dropping In with Diane Dewey. We'd love to hear from you if you have a question or comment about the show. Send us an email to Diane at DianeDewey.com. That's Diane at DianeDewey.com. Now, back to Dropping In. Welcome back, everyone. We're sitting and talking with Brian Hill, a humanistic, humanistic astrologer, and also 
just a wise guy, a guy that's experienced a lot and made good use of the material that you were given and sculpted it into something here, Brian. We, um, I want to mention what I just alluded to, which is the weekly newsletter that you send. It's a, it's actually just a, it's a message that comes into the inbox each week. And I'm going to offer up mine as an example. This was mid-month of January. Astrologically, think of yourself as a successful Broadway playwright producer sitting in front of a roaring fireplace on a white wintry day in your majestic home in the mountains writing a new play. It doesn't appear that you're doing much, but the reality is you're giving birth, giving life to a new expression of your being. Your creation is not only influential to the actors, stagehands, musicians, etc., that benefit from your art and acumen, but to everyone around you. Your new play, of course, is the next chapter of your life. With Venus retrograde and Mercury following suit in the latter of the week, this is an excellent time to review, reevaluate, reorganize, and re-energize. It's not the time for decisions. With Pluto, the planet of transformation in Capricorn aligned with the sun, this is a potent and pragmatic period to make the changes you desire in your life. Be mindful that having a vision of your new play is vital to the changes you want to make. So snuggle beside your inner fireplace and write a new, most amazing, wonderful next chapter for yourself. Go ahead, grab a pen and start writing. Blessings, Brian. Now I ask you, how is that not inspirational when we are cooped up and trying to um, find some sense of you know, reassurance, affirmation, um, and and zero in on, as you said, what we can control if we can't control everything. And we can't control anything, really. When Mercury is retrograde, I'm here talking to you on my iPhone. All the equipment, you know, is kaput. Um, let's, let's talk about the, the importance of astrology as an affirmation, as a an inspiration uh, as a way forward to people? Well, what I like to do, what I do, and I, I like doing it, it's enjoyable, is the, the Brian's Astro Weekly. Right? I don't do the normal astrology stuff like the signs, all right? I have a real, the astrology world's not going to like me for this in terms of, you know, how they do the sun sign horoscopes is really not efficient, right? Um, it, it, it has to be done on a, in a different way. So what I do is I take where I, I look at the planets, where they are, well, how's the best use of using the planets for this week? Because we're all being affected by the same energies on the same day. Maybe not in different ways, in different ways. However, what I do is <coughs> I take what we're being given that week, and I look and I say, okay, how can we make the best out of that? You know, like, like on that week, when Mercury goes retrograde and Venus goes retrograde, it's affecting every single one of us. Um, so what I do, the missive, uh, and I throw in, uh, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff that helps people understand astrology a little bit better, but also empowers them and inspires them for, for the week. Um, there's so much out there that that leads us to feel we are less than for various reasons. And my, my intention mm-hmm. is to see how we could use the week to be more than. 
You know, right. and if they, and if people want it, people want it. You could just email me. <laughs> excuse me at bhwhale w h a l e at yahoo dot com and say, hey, could you add me on? And I'll certainly do that. That's great. Um, I, I I think also, you know, you've talked about stages of being, doing, reflecting, and you know these like larger macro arcs. Uh, you know, what, what stage are we in now, or is that actually sign or energy dependent? I, I feel like you're, you, when you talk about signs, sun signs, the traditional, you know, Libra, Leo, um, you're, you're talking about energy, right? Having a certain kind of energy. And are these impacted then uh, in terms of what stage we're in now, a stage of action versus passivity, you know, taking decisions versus waiting it out, analyzing. Uh, are these personalized to the sun signs then? They're personalized. They could be, all right? But they're personalized to our chart too. Like when Mercury goes retrograde, right, the, um, what I do is I look at someone's chart and where is Mercury going retrograde on that chart? What issue is it? They might be going through a relationship crisis, and what Mercury wants, it to, wants us to do is to slow down and think through things. Maybe things aren't the way they, they, they seem to be, or maybe we could do it something better. So if it's in somebody's seventh house, that's the issue that Mercury is focusing on for them. If it's on somebody's first house, which is a house of self, then somebody's thinking more about how I could be better or how I could. It's more of a personal eye focused. If it goes in their house of money, then they're looking at their monies. Am I, do I have too much debt? You know, am I being a little bit too aggressive in the market, et cetera, et cetera. But so it's, it comes down personally to us, but it's also across the board. Like uh, when Mercury is retrograde is, when we all seem to have com- computer problems, when communication right. is, is <laughs> what I say to people is that when Mercury's retrograde, you know, ca- count to 20 or, or read it twice or make sure that the communication is what you want to say. And it's also make sure you understand what the other person's saying because they might not be clear to what they're saying. So it affects every one of us, but it affects us in, in, in the macro and in the micro. And it's now, right? This, we're in our final... Because it's final, now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, can I ask you, I mean, are these Mercury retrograde phases, and I know, you know from the reading from your message that there was also Venus retrograde, okay, um, I mean, are some of these more intense than others, or is this just my imagination? This one was a whopper. I, I can't, you know, there's not a, you know, the lists are long as to what equipment went wrong, what messages were misinterpreted. Um, are these, is it my imagination, or are these also ebbing and flowing, and this one was just a whopper? This one was a whopper. This, and, the, and the reason why this was a whopper is because Venus was retrograde at the same time, and they were in both of the same signs, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's, you got these personal planets showing up 
Um, and Pluto also was in the sign of Capricorn when that's going on. So it really made us work. And how does it make us work, right? It, it, it makes us slow down. During this time, Mercury's in Capricorn, Venus is in Capricorn, right? And Pluto, the planet of transformation, is in Capricorn. Capricorn rules the knees, you know, physically, in the body, in the human body, right? I am a sun sign Capricorn, so I am very prone to knee stuff. So Mercury goes into Capricorn, which is mobility, how we move, right? And my left knee goes down. So as the left knee is, is healing, the right knee is doing the work. So as the, as the left knee gets better, the right knee goes down. All during this retrograde. I can't wait for this thing to be over. But what, what I've done is I've taken the time on my chart, all right, and I said, okay, how do I, how do I build a beautiful home out of this? It said I hit myself in the head with it. Right? What do I need to do? What's the message that's coming to us? Our body is a tremendous messenger of what's going on. We have a spiritual spiritual being, we have the mental being, we have the emotional being, and we have the the physical being. And, And there are times when our challenge has to reach our physical being before we pay attention to it. So depending upon again, there are. Yeah, and you, 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 I was literally, uh, I got, I got my ass in the, in the chair, uh, not move or, or on the bed or something like that, and just write and think and do the work that I can do while I'm here. But it really makes me think about, you know, here's the question, who am I and what am I doing here? Right. And I see that the biggest, and- the biggest challenge is for people, there's two of them. The biggest challenge for people is they really don't understand themselves, right? And the second one is there's a, a biblical quote, you know, love, love your neighbor as yourself, right? That's the challenge because we don't love ourselves as well as we should. So we, we, we love our neighbor in the same way, you know? So by having more self-understanding, how we think, like what, what is our thinking style? What's our communication style? What's our love style? People, every, everybody wants to be loved. But when I ask them, do you know what your love style is, how, how you want to be loved? They, most of them don't have a clue because we all have different ones. I'll give you an example well, on love style. we've got 10 days to figure it out. Yeah, we've got 10 days to figure it out before Valentine's Day. What, what kind of love styles are there? I just, I, you know, this to me is, is very intriguing because it, it goes to the core of human, humanistic astrology. It's, it's about understanding ourselves, and, right? Yes. And, and you're talking about people understanding their love styles and, like, the languages of love, what your needs are, and these are pretty impacted by a chart. Uh, how do you break out? those kinds of, you know, when somebody says, well, what do you mean? What are my choices of love style? What would that sound like? Well, well, just like this 12 sun sign, you know, you know, this 12, everybody, everybody knows their sun sign. I've only met one person literally in all this time and didn't have a clue what his sun sign was. Right. Um, but we also up there, think of the, think of the sun's rays sending the rays down to our, to us, and we know that the rays reach us, 
it lights up the earth, it warms us up, etc., etc. Well, the other planets also send rays down to us. And I liken the planets to big utility companies in the sky. And they're sending their light down to us. And they all have functions. Just like if you're in Florida, you know, you have a, the Florida, I think it's Florida Power and Light or something like that. If you're up in North Carolina, you've got a Duke Power Company, you've got a water company, everything. So all these planets are like big utilities. And Venus is the utility of love. This is where we get our energy to, to love. Mercury is the utility of thought processes, etc. So on, just like on, this, on the sun sign is, is a particular time of year, the Venus has 12, 12 different signs that it could filter through. There could be an, uh, Venus in Aries, a Venus in Taurus, go all through this stuff. Depending upon what your Venus is, is, is indicative of your love style because that's what the planet Venus does. It's a function of love and happy and pleasure and what gives you fun, etc. So by knowing somebody's love style, then we can know how to love them. By knowing our love style, we could know uh, what makes us feel good. When Think about love is this huge word, right? I mean, it's a humongous word mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That, that we don't really have a handle on. But think about just feeling good. When somebody does something, all right, to anyone, and the person, the, the man is, is doing, a, doing whatever he's doing with the woman, and the woman just feels happy, it's probably he's giving her, you know, somewhat of her love style. I'll give you an example of, um, I did a couple's workshop years ago, and generally on those workshops, Husbands don't really want to come, but the wives do. And, and so it was getting to the love style part of this. And um, so I asked, there was one guy who was particularly obnoxious, you know. And so we got to the love style. I asked him if I could use them as a model to describe love style. And he said, yes. All right. So I went to him first and I had their charts. So I knew what their love styles were. And I said to him, I said, you, I'm looking at his chart, you love your wife, really? And he's like, yeah, his chest was puffing up. And I said to him, you, you, you leave little notes around her house. You write her stuff. You send her cards. You bring her flowers, etc." And each one I'm saying, his chest is puffing up. You know, he's happy with himself. He does this, right? And then I said, you mind if I suggest how you might love your wife in a different way? And he said, yes. And then what I said, again, I had her chart, and I said, if I were you, I would just come up behind her when she's in the kitchen or wherever she is and just slowly put your arms around her and hug her and maybe go down and, and quietly, gently kiss her on the neck and just whisper in her ear, babe, I love you. And you know what his wife was doing? His wife was crying. She says, I've been trying to tell him that for 10 years. So by understanding how to love your mate, you know, it goes a long way. But we don't think like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look at the time that, that you... <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I think this 
it goes to the heart of it. And thank you very much for that illustration. Um, you know, you can also contact Brian for a reading, and um, I hope post-pandemic you do some workshops again, Brian. Uh, we, we need to pause for a commercial break, but I, I do want to remind people of the utility companies in the sky, lest you think this is a bunch of baloney, and I don't think you would have gotten this far if you do, but let's not forget that the full moon is when we talk about lunacy. Let's not forget that the lunar cycle is today's, as is the menstrual cycle of women, and try to resist the notion that these planets do not have a pull on us, when in fact, you go out at a tide, and it's low tide or high tide, and you know that it does have an effect on us. So we'll be right back. Uh, on Dropping In with Brian Hill. Don't go away. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Books Forward exemplifies excellence in book marketing and promotion, representing New York Times bestsellers, national award-winning books, and books that catch fire on social media and in the digital realm. Books Forward creates ambitious campaigns with unlimited possibilities for sparking buzz while creatively cutting through the noise. Your book deserves to launch with experts who have set the bar in the industry. To learn more, visit booksforward.com or send us an email at info at booksforward.com. A JKS Communications Company. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Dropping In with Diane Dewey. We'd love to hear from you if you have a question or comment about the show. Send us an email to diane at dianedewey.com. That's diane at dianedewey.com. Now, back to Dropping In. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Brian Hill, humanistic astrologer. And Brian, there is a, you know, I I loved um, your earlier, you know, empowerment message of, you know, the world seems to conspire to make us feel less than. You want to make people feel more than. And part of that seems to involve free choice and having agency, um, you know, that you, you know, it's astrology working through us, not to us. And that, those are enormously important uh, concepts. You know, and now you've just talked about relationship dynamics. I, I wonder if you'd also touch on something I know we've talked about, um, and that is, the ability to heal ourselves from past trauma, uh, from past stories that keep repeating uh, in our minds and keep us stuck in places, um, and, and like kind of visualizing our way out, you know, the power of our, uh, our psyches to, to redirect our own energies. Um, is that too much to ask? <laughs> Can you comment on, on that? I, I will start the comment. Um, <clears throat> let's go back to patterns and paradigms, you know, um, and that we, we all have them. One of the things that I, that I really, uh, about the human condition is that as humans, we all kind of share the same 
patterns, but we share them in a little bit different ways. So unless we're aware of something, something could be, we, we could have a pain somewhere in our body. You know, we could have a pain in our abdomen somewhere, but we don't know whether it's our stomach, our spleen, our liver, or whatever's going on until we go to the doctor and, the, and they, they take some MRIs or blood or something like that. And astrology is like that. The people, people essentially, I shouldn't say this, not 100% of the time, but people don't show up to me when they're happy. They show up when they have some issues in life that they want to, that they want to explore. And what we're able to do is offer their chart, begin to see the causes of those, you know, begin to see where they started, what the purpose of this challenge is. And so when they start to get more of awareness of what it is, then we could work with it to change the pattern. Um, you know, when, you, when some people go to the doctor, for instance, examples, they go to the doctor and the doctor says, I'm, I'm sick and this is what's going on and the doctor can't figure out what's wrong, you know, once the doctor does figure out what's wrong, we feel better because we know what we have. So right. there's a, I'm going to, I'm going to try to tell this quickly. It's, it's the, it's the ham story, right? There are four g generations of women at Christmas. There's the great grand dame, the grandmother, the mother, and the, and the daughter, right? And the daughter's the bride. She's the bride. And so this is the first time she's the, the bride and she gets to do the ham. So she prepares the ham, just like her mother always prepared the ham. And just as she was going to put it in, in the oven, she stops and she thinks, she says, I have to slice the end of the ham off. So she gets the knife and she's just about to slice it. And she says, you know, my mother always did it this way, but I have no idea why she sliced the end of the ham off. So she went and she got her mother, brought her mother in the kitchen and said, why did you always slice the end of the ham off? You've where you put it in the oven. And a mother thought for a while, and I said, I don't really know. That's how my mother always did it. So they got grandma, and they brought grandma. They asked her the same question, and grandma had the same reply. I don't know. That's how my mother always did it. So they got the granddame, brought her into the kitchen, and the three of them said, why did you cut the end of the ham off before you put it in the oven? And the granddame looked at him, and she said, so it would fit. <laughs> and we in our families of origin all have whatever it is the patterns you know so we have to look at how the mother did it and how the father did it it's a real spiritual you know we're, we're on the physical plane living that's where the ball game is being played but the ball game is being also played in a higher spiritual realm. And when we start to understand what, why we're involved in this, why did we choose the family? It's a huge topic, Diane. We could go on for, for a long time about this. But astrology helps us to see what takes place, all right, at a particular time that we could go, okay. Now, one of the things that, that I learned, I taught myself this, is, Sometimes the degree of where the planet is, like your sun sign has a degree. Your sun sign, Leo. I forget what the degree is, right? But sometimes mm -hmm. I can look on a chart and intuitively say to somebody, what, what happened at seven years old? 
what happened at seven years old? Or what happened at 14 years old? Right? Um, I had a lady, I said, what happened to nine years? What, something happened around nine years old. And she said, no, 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 I can't think of anything. And on the way home, she called and she says, I remember nine. I shot my mother in the throat with a BB gun. And these wounds take place, you know, and we hold them until they're, they're, like Jung said, these wounds are in our shadow. And until we bring some light on it, it, we don't know how to handle them. And astrology is a huge, huge beneficial system for understanding that. I can't tell you how many therapists I have as clients. They're all over the place. Because we could cut through the stuff. I had one one clinical psychologist that I actually taught him some astrology, and he was with the client, and he was using it in the in his session with the client. And he said, "Would you look at the chart?" And he gave me the birthday, and uh, over the phone, and I looked at his chart, and I said, "Go to five years old. The wound was at five years old." So he hung up and. Sure enough, whatever took place with his client at five years old was some some trauma going on. And once they knew that, they started to clear the way again, and the kid felt a whole lot better. So people don't understand, and I didn't. I'm going to say something, and then I'm going to defend what I'm going to defend the people to it. Right? People don't understand the the complexity and the depth and the gift of astrology. I believe that, that the planets are gifts from God to help us live our life. God, God, they're, they're in nature. The planets are in nature. We never think of them being natural, right? And we're here, here's where I'm going to defend. Before I got introduced to this stuff, I, I thought it was a whole bunch of do, you know, caca. I didn't, you know, what are you kidding me? I got to pay any attention to that garbage. You know, sort of like, uh, you know, who is it, Paul, you know, got some light, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. he was, you know, a Jesus guy, you know. Um, but it's if we don't know, we're not introduced to it. It's not, it's not that we're stupid about it. It's that we're ignorant of the gift of it. Ignorance just means, in a real easy way, that we don't know. Like, I am ignorant of technology. I, I know it's technologies out there, but don't ask me how the computer works. Don't ask me how 5G works. I have no idea. I am ignorant to this. And, and so the, and we the are, masses... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we are all clueless in some way or another, and we need these, 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 these uh, guiding lights. Sounds like a soap opera, but here we are. Um, and here we are uh, with just a few minutes to go until close. Um, thank you for that. I, I find it fascinating, the intersection between psychology and astrology, um, and, and how they can inform one another. Uh, I thought these, you know, visualizations from these points where we have had damaging events are also just massively important on the road to healing. Um, and for those of us that are still back on coming up behind, having the husband come up behind us, and are still swooning over the idea of being kissed on the neck and have the I love you, babe, in the ear. I, I just want to ask, since we just have a minute to go, Brian, and, and um, you know, do people have to have the same love styles or just complementary love styles? Or we, we're always looking so much in common, but here with Valentine's Day yeah. coming up, we just need to understand one another, right? 
we have to understand ourselves first. Because then when we understand ourselves, right, we can tell our partner what feels good to us. You know, there are, there are love styles that fit and blend perfectly together. It's a natural fit. There are some that you have to work on. Some are like oppositions. They're challenges. They don't work, you know, and, and it's not fluid. And what I have done with clients is, I mean, we only got a couple of minutes. I can tell you lots of stories where I, I just guided people on how to make it work, or, but they have to work. It's work then. Sometimes, you know, relationships can be absolutely fluid and wonderful if they're the right relationship. And we could pick out how that relationship's going to be based upon their charts. Thank you for that. Yeah, we have to understand ourselves. I don't, I don't, very rarely do I tell somebody, this isn't going to work. This is a lot of challenge, you know, um, without showing them. how to work it. That's, that's such a gift and such a great, it's been so great having you with us, Brian Hill, and I want people to be in contact with you on their personal issues of intimacy. You've also written a book, Ace of Wands. I think there's another to come. And I just thank you so much for being with us and breaking down the big picture. Thank you also to our engineers, Matt Widener and Aaron Keller, to our executive producer and station manager, Robert Cialino, and most of all, to you, our listeners. Remember to stay safe and drop into your love style coming up on Valentine's Day. Till next week, thank you for dropping in. Thank you so much for dropping in. Please join Diane Dewey again next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you then.